so like my life was spent daydreaming before I even knew that daydreaming was really visualizing. <laughs> and, and so, you know, when we visualize the magic that happens is that you can visualize in such a way where you've put yourself in that reality, right? Where you're not seeing yourself out of yourself, but rather seeing yourself in this new reality, then what's happening in that visualization is you've actually just met that frequency. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Today's episode with Cassandra Bodzak is a crash course in how to manifest. Manifesting what we want is something that I think has eluded all of us at one time or another in our lives. There are so many questions around how to manifest our dreams and the things that we desire, and Cassandra does a fantastic job of breaking down and helping simplify the manifestation process. She lays out four key steps in order to help us manifest and so much more. The four steps are creating a relationship and connection with your higher power, discovering the essence of your desires, releasing fear and limiting beliefs, and quantum embodiment. Which of these are you missing that's keeping you from creating the life that you want? Well, I want to welcome Cassandra to the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time and being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Uh, Let's talk about manifesting. And, you know, manifestation, I think, is this can be looked at as kind of this elusive term that Mm. can be hard to get a good grip on. You know, and there's uh, a lot of people, myself included, at points where manifestation just hasn't happened the way we thought it was going to happen. You may get frustrated with it. uh, And then I feel like that maybe leads to people having a lack of belief at manifestation Mm. because when the struggles come and they're not seeing, what they're supposed to be manifesting and, and they think they're doing everything they're supposed to be doing, uh, you know, can kind of create just some of that ideas that maybe this isn't even a real thing. Um, I wholeheartedly believe in manifestation. I'm a firm believer in it. Uh, I know in my heart, the truth of what it is. 
but if we could just maybe start slow, you know what I mean? And just help people out a little bit. What, what do you feel like is like the 101 uh, of manifesting? What are just kind of those initial first steps, little things that people can start to do who may be very new to it or who may have struggled with it in the past? Okay. Well, I will break it down in a force, like my four step process that I talk about in uh, this book I wrote manifesting through meditation. But before we go into that, I want to address what you first brought up, because I think that's really important when people have this, um, you feel like they've gotten burned, right. By manifesting, or they feel like, man, like I was really manifesting this and it didn't turn out or it hasn't turned out yet rather. Right. Um, I think it's part of, because there's been like a, a, like an interesting, like sexy PR campaign around manifesting in the spiritual world. And it's gotten a little bit away from what it actually is. So I think like, let's begin with like, what is manifesting one of like first and manifesting. I really think, you know, is it like magical and fun and can you create really cool things? Absolutely. But it's also really just a natural expression of who we are as like divine creative energy. Mm -hmm. And so to be alive is manifesting, right? We're manifesting in every single moment, the manifesting that like I talk about in my book or in my programs or that you probably talk about that all of us talk about is more so, okay, you're already manifesting Let's learn how to drive the ship, right? Can we drive, let's drive the ship in, in a direction that feels good. Yes. <laughs> and, and then there's also this element, you know, what you brought up where you're like, okay, which has happened to like all of us, right? I, I don't know anybody that's like tried to manifest anything has probably had at least one thing that they were like, what the F (laughs) I've been doing all the things I'm doing the meditation for it. I did my vision board. I'm saying my affirmations. I'm doing my things. Why isn't my, whatever it is here yet. Um, And the first step of manifesting um, that I talk about in, in manifesting through meditation and like everything I do, because I think it's, it's so simple. And yet I feel like it, no, but very, very, do people talk about it is connection with your higher power, right? The first step to manifesting is connecting to, um, I don't care what you call your higher power. I don't care if your higher power is God or the universe or mother nature or your heart or, you know, your soul, like whatever you want to call it, um, is fine with me, but there is, a part that's both within us and around us that has a greater divine knowing than us. Mm. Right. And I like to think of that as like creation energy itself. Right. I like the word. I like all the words, honestly, I like God. I like universe. I have fun with all of them. Like I'm totally the goddess, this wizard, whatever, you know, like I really have fun with it. Um, but, but having some sort of relation to that, I think is like your foundation for manifesting and why that's important is because of exactly what we just kind of mentioned is we have the, the first rule of manifesting is kind of like remembering that you don't know what's best for you, that you only think you know what's best for you. And what we're really doing when we're manifesting is we're manifest no matter what we're manifesting, whether it's like a car, a, 
career, a mate, whatever it is. We're really manifesting the highest and truest good for our expression on, on the planet, right? So we just think that having that Tesla is part of that plan, right? And I'm no one to say it's not, right? I like my car, right? But it's to say this or something better, right? I think that's what I want, but I'm going to leave space for the fact that maybe I don't even know what's best for me, you know? And, and that's the first step of manifesting is having that relationship with your, with your higher power so that you're coming from this place of, 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 of humbleness in a way of saying, Hey, and there's like nothing wrong. We should have our our kind of like human mind ideas of what we want to call in. And that's totally fine. But it's having that caveat of being like, you know, I'm you're manifest. Let, I'm just making this up. You're manifesting right now. I want to have like the number one spiritual podcast on iTunes, right? And simultaneously, you know, and the universe for whatever reason is like, no, actually like we're, we're going to give this guy a book deal and he's going to have a New York Times bestseller because that's going to be a better way to get his message out. Right. And you think just because what you're doing right now is you're spending a lot of your time podcasting. So your logical mind is like, well, what's the best possible scenario with what is in my present reality right now? So you're going there, but your higher power sees like infinite potential for where things could go. Right. Things that don't even seem logical to you at this moment. You could be like, I've never written anything before. Well, who cares? right? It doesn't matter. It's not linear. And so then the step two, so that's step one. Step one is get clear in your higher power, have that connection. You know, for me, that's meditating every day. That's praying frequently. That's calling in. I call it my divine support squad, having that relationship with that, that energy. And then step two is discerning your desires. So now that you've got that relationship, it's really getting your desire down to the essence of your desire so that you can be a little bit closer to how your higher power sees your manifesting, right? So we go with that example of you, like of the podcast being number one on iTunes, right? And you get to step two and you're like, all right, Cass said, I have to discern my desire down to its essence, right? And so you're asking yourself, okay, well, the human, right? And the person that's in society <laughs> is the person that is like, okay, well, number one on iTunes is a good thing, right? But then we go back down to our heart and the essence of our being and who we really are as like just divine balls of light. And where does that come from? Well, it comes from the place of like, you have literally your podcast is like spread the love, right? <laughs> so it's like, what do I want to do? Well, I want to spread this loving message. I want to spread this information to as many people as possible. I want to get it to the people that need it. And at the end of the day, that's actually the essence of why I think it would be great to be number one on iTunes. But if there's, but, but once we get clear on that desire, then all of a sudden what opens up is more possibility. Because if what you really want is to just get your message into as many ears as possible so that they can have, you know, an uplifting experience, a mind shifting experience, return back to their heart and the truth of who they are, then 
You could be speaking on stages. You could be doing YouTube videos. You could go viral on TikTok. You could, like we said, have a, a book. You, who knows? Like literally there's a bajillion possibilities of how that could end up. And so now all of a sudden you could end up as like Oprah's best friend and <laughs> whatever, right? Like there's so many different ways. And when we get into that space where you start seeing like, oh my God, there's so many possibilities of how this could kind of come to be, then we know we're actually in the the desire that's aligned with our higher power, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the juicy one that we want to manifest from because while you absolutely can manifest from that space of I want the podcast and that's all I can kind of see right now with my human eyes, I think it's helpful to distill that back down to the essence of that desire because then what I find with my clients is once they're clear on the essence of the desire, then they see all these other opportunities that are actually coming to them that are in alignment with what they're trying to manifest that they may have been pushing to the side. You're like ignoring that literary agent because you're like, I'm focused on my podcast right now, which is why I think, you know, there's some quote unquote manifestation schools or whatever that teach this, like, you got to keep your eye on the prize. And then like, you know, you're sending a confusing message to the universe. If you accept anything, that's not exactly the thing that you're manifesting or what, what not, but No, (laughs) because the whole point is expanding your desire to realize you don't know exactly how it's going to be received. I don't know what your experience was like finding your partner, but like, I remember like one of the biggest things in finding my husband was finally like also expanding, like getting clear on like what it was going to feel like, right? How he was going to show up, what our dynamic was going to be like, how I was going to feel in the relationship, like all this stuff and like throwing away the box of what I thought was a little container it was going to come in, right? I'm being like, wow, I've always dated like entrepreneurs. And that was like my type or whatnot. I always dated these entrepreneurs. And then I ended up going on a date with my now husband that was a surgeon. And I was like, oh, wow, other girls might be impressed by you, but you don't like run your own company. So you're kind of lame to me, right? (laughs) And, and, but because I was doing this work, I was like, okay, but he's making me feel all these things and we have this dynamic and okay, let me follow this because I don't know what's best for me. And there's something else that knows what's best for me and knows that I'm actually manifesting the essence of my desire and not the package of the desire. So that is step two. <laughs> um, you want me to keep going? <laughs> Do you have any questions? I, I definitely want you to keep going. I don't want to lose where we are. If we can maybe okay. just like, We're going to take a pause at step two. Yes. Let's, I'm going to write it down. Let's absolutely make sure we come back to step three because this is fantastic. And I'm so glad that we're touching on stuff like this. Because like you said, I think, uh, you know, in social media and, and nowadays, manifestation kind of gets glamorized, you know, and rarely are people talking about, at least what I've seen, my experience, are people talking about their manifestation not working, well, quote unquote, not working yeah. and ways that we can shift and, and look through that and, and different ways that we can look at it. A lot of things I see are just like manifesting is this, go do it. You know, there's not, there's none of the, like the, I don't want to call it a struggle, but there's none of the, the parts that are talked about where it's not going the exact way that we think it's supposed to go. And this right now is really helping tell that story of why sometimes it doesn't maybe go the way that we think it's supposed to go. And I'll have those moments myself too, where it's like, I'll have this very like concrete idea of where it's supposed to be. 
And I think you're so right. And I love that about the essence of your desire, because it's so true. It's like focusing on the essence of really, truly what I want to achieve and then how it's going to get there, just being open to that because we do shut ourselves off, right? When we're so zoned in tunnel vision to, okay, podcasting is the way I'm going to do it. We do. We we close ourselves off to the other possibilities, which are infinite that could come into our awareness and create the manifestation that, that we're looking to bring into this world. Yeah. And I think you bring up a good point. And the, the like kind of faith it to make it part of manifesting, right? When you're in that, like that, unknown zone where things aren't happening or maybe you're not seeing the things that are happening mm-hmm. rather. Um, I think that also goes back to one of the things that um, I find myself literally, because I, I coach people all the time, right? So I have like masterminds, I'm coaching one-on-one clients all the time. So I'm literally always holding people, like 99% of the job is holding people through that middle part, right? Um, because that's, that's everything, right? Yeah. And it's like, you have to get through the middle part to get to the manifestation. And that's mostly where a lot of people drop out, right? And so the, the, the middle part, there's a couple good things I, you know, to call out, I think. And the biggest, the biggest thing I think that I've learned myself, because I was so guilty of this, I had this attitude, you know, I come from the East coast. I'm, I was, oh, I felt like I was like born ambitious. Right. And as even like, as like a little girl, I was very like inventive and entrepreneurial and like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make money and I'm going to, you know, make this business and I want to create this. And like, I'm going to draw this thing and put on this performance. Like I was just like a handful, like God bless my parents. <laughs> and now I'm like, now that I'm like getting to the age where I could be a parent, I'm like, oh my God, my poor parents. But, <laughs> but like, anyway, I had this mentality that I think is really common in our society that was like, you had to kind of like struggle a bit to get to a success. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, put in the work, hands down, put in the work, grind it out, do whatever you need to do. And then there'll be a reward. Right. Which is also sometimes what they teach us in school a little bit. Right. Where it's like, oh, yeah, just like if you work really, really hard, then you'll take this test and then you'll do good. And then that's some sort of validation or reward. And manifesting is not like that. It's if you're suffering on the way to your manifestation, you're going to suffer onwards. (laughs) Right. Because it's like it's all about the joyful journey. And it's all about distilling, how do I want to feel when I get there? Right. How am I going to feel for instance? And I, I, this like example that I came with, I think it's just so perfect <laughs> about your podcast. Right. I'm also like, we're waving a lot of magic over your podcast right now. <laughs> um, but you're like, for instance, if you're like, okay, when I'm the number one podcast on iTunes, um, in spirituality, then I'm going to be just so jazzed to show up to all my podcast appointments. I'm going to be so jazzed to like tell people about my podcast at a cocktail party. I'm just going to feel like what you're really saying is I'm going to feel like enough, right? I'm going to feel like enough every day when I show up. I'm going to feel like enough even if all I do one day is one podcast episode, right? I'm going to feel like enough because I got the number one podcast. So we're postponing that feeling until we like see some external validation, which is literally everything you're manifesting, anything you want, like whether it's a car or money or a partner or whatever, you want to manifest that thing because what you want more than anything is the feeling that you think you're going to have once you get it. 
Mm. Right. And so what you need to do along the path, which is like where more of like your Jedi ninja skills have to come in is feel that way now. Yeah. Right. Is claim it now and claim it even when you're like the, the muscle building part. Right. And this is like, um, I joke with, uh, in one of my, when one of my trainings, like the visual, I don't know if you've ever seen wonder woman, but there's like a training series in, in the wonder woman movie where like all of the, you know, the, the women are like doing all these like crazy things and their weapons are wearing these like gold, like it's just epic anyway. So I like imagine all the women I work with as these like wonder woman trainees. And like, when we get into those moments, I'm like, this is what we train for. This is train we train for that moment when you step into your podcast studio and you look at whatever, if you're, if you, if you're torturing yourself by looking at like the downloads or the views of your podcast every week, right. And you look at that and the number is not what you think it should be. Can you still feel enough? Can you still feel good? And if you can't, can you, can you be bold enough to maybe not even look at those numbers right now? Right. Can you allow yourself to be like, I'm going to show up to every single podcast I have, like I already am Gary V or whoever, I don't even know, has like Guy Raz or something, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to show up like that now. I'm going to talk about it like it now. And that's really like the messy middle, the messy middle. And it's not, you know, people say like, oh, fake it till you make it. And it's like, it's a little bit of that, but it's not because it's not about putting on an air of something that you don't, it's not about faking it. It's about actually feeling it. Like, can you actually feel it? Because like, it's just you, it's just, you know, like we probably do very similar things, right? We're alone at our desks sometimes. It's not like there's anybody there to like observe the show, yeah. right? It's like, it, do I feel good this morning when I step to my desk? Am I s- sitting to my desk this morning? Like I'm a boss, like I'm making an impact, like this matters. And when you start showing up like that, then one, that is, I think the secret to the messy middle, right? Um, it's holding that space while you, while you're in that, because the, it's it's again, it's remembering that like the journey has to be joyful because what you see, what you'll see and what we've seen in society, like you've seen this in like famous people all the time. If someone gets really successful through, I'm going to call it muggling, right? <laughs> through just doing mm-hmm. like, you know, human hustling, um, they might get to a certain place it'll be a lot more efforting, but they'll get there maybe. And if they do, but they felt not worthy or not enough, every part of the journey, they're still going to feel that way. Mm. And that's when you see those like really sad stories of people that fall into, you know, addiction or end up, you know, having to go to some like rehab or whatever it is. A lot of the times it's just because they're, they didn't energetically, they got, they got the outward thing, but they didn't, the inside didn't meet it. Right. So then there was even like more of an incongruency that brewed there. And the, the truth is, is that I actually listened to an, um, 
this guy from The Office, Brian Baumgartner, I think his name is, played the accountant on The Office. He has a really interesting podcast where he interviews just random his random friends. <laughs> and one of his friends was Jenna Elfman um, from Dharma and Greg, if anybody is old enough to remember that show. I loved it. Um, and so it was a really funny show, very popular sitcom or whatnot for anyone that doesn't know. But um, she talked about how when she first got the offer to be like the leading person on this pilot, um, she had been working as an actress for like four years or so like that. And a lot of people were like, oh my God, you know, that's wild. That's crazy. You know? And she's like, I really just felt like it was appropriate. Mm. And that's like, I was like, I was listening to it and I was like, yes, she gets it. Right. And it's true. It's like, when you meet it in that way, the thing comes and it doesn't mean you're not grateful. It doesn't mean you're not an appreciation for it, but it's that your frequency matched it. So it doesn't, it's not really shocking to you because you've already been in that energy of, I can hold, like for her, it was like, I can hold the energy of a show. Like, I got this. I'm responsible hands to hold this, right? Mm. I'm doing this. Um, So anyway, so (laughs) another huge tangent. (laughs) That was great. I mean, my brother talk about that a lot, actually. It's like the goals that we have, even visualizing when that happens, it feeling just natural and normal. Yeah. Because that's just who we are. So of course that was going to come. Yeah. It's, it's. And it's so funny because when my, some of my clients have that experience, they freak out Yeah, (laughs) because they'll be like, oh my God, like one of my clients is a musician and we've been working together for a couple of years now. It's her like, and her band is like blowing up right through like a lot of this work that she's doing manifesting wise. And she just completed like this huge sold out European tour. And we were talking yesterday and she's like, the craziest thing is that my life just feels like, of course, yep. like, of course, this is my life. <laughs> and yet she's like, and yet I'm also distinctly aware of like our first call when I was literally like offering like Zoom guitar lessons because I couldn't make a living. And, and it was like, yeah, and it's just, but it's, it's really beautiful. It's really mm. beautiful. And it's true. And it's that reminder that like when it comes if you're really doing the work it does it feels like appropriate it still feels great and you still appreciate it but it doesn't feel like unfitting you can still have massive massive thanks and gratitude for something that feels natural of Absolutely. course yeah i think about that all the time like i just did um i was hosting a, a an event in germany the like last month and I'm flying out and I just have this moment where, you know, I'm like drinking my little champagne in business class or whatnot. And I'm like, this is my life. Like I do this. And, but, and it feels totally like normal. Obviously Mm -hmm. it is normal now, but it's just, yeah, it's like you get to have that balance. And, and I think that is, that is proof actually that you've done the energetic work that you don't get something and then feel like I'm not worthy of it. Yeah. Right. And if you do for anyone that's listening out there, that's like, Oh my God, I just got this awesome thing and I don't feel worthy of it. Like don't panic, 
that just shows you like where you get, like you're here, you're listening to this podcast. Obviously you're someone that's working on your evolution. So all you need to do is just look at that, right? Is just look at, okay, well, what part of me is not feeling like this is like, I'm congruent with this mm-hmm. amazing thing that just came into my life. And can I release and and let go of that part of my, you know, let go of that and and get myself congruent. Yes. And a little bit before you mentioned like the, the fake it till you make it. And I think that's something that comes up like all the time. And like you said too, I don't think it's faking it. I think it's believing in yourself and knowing like you may not be that right now, but knowing that's who you truly are and acting in that way because you believe in yourself and you know. Yeah. Right. So it's not, it's really not faking it. You're not just kind of making things up um, as you go. You're just, the, the idea I think is to just truly believe in yourself. Absolutely. And that's, so steps three and four, because you just touched on both of them. Oh, wow, are, okay. um, so step four is quantum embodiment, which is kind of, I think, the truer version of fake it till you make it. Mm. And step three is releasing and clearing like fears and limiting beliefs, anything that's getting in your way. And so I feel like we touched a little bit on both of them. So I figured I'd just call that out. But yeah, so so with so you, you can kind of, I put them in order, but you know, you can do it, do it all at once really is how most people <laughs> do it. But, you know, so you have this quantum embodiment, right? Or the quote unquote, fake it till you make it. And why I like calling it quantum embodiment is because I feel like everything in our reality, we're energetic beings, right? And so everything in our reality has a frequency and the reality that we're experiencing right now is just like a group of frequencies that we're aligned with at this moment, right? Mm, yep. So like our frequencies aligned and this podcast happened. There may have been, there's a lot of people actually <laughs> recently where the frequencies don't align. I decline most of the podcasts. And there's, you, you might have ran into someone in a coffee shop and your frequencies aligned, right? And you had a little fun chat and whatever it was for that moment doesn't mean that person has to be like your soulmate or your forever best friend, but like you had a moment of alignment and it hit. Um, everything that you're experiencing in your reality is just an example of a frequency that you're aligning with. Right. And so when you think about quantum embodiment, the way or faking it until you make it, but not faking it, <laughs> um, is essentially getting your frequency aligned with the frequency of your quote unquote future you. Or what I like to say is, is I call it like kind of timeline hopping because I don't really feel like it's like a future you. It's another version of you that already exists as a potential that you can then jump into that frequency, right? So there's a version of you that's already exists that aligns with the frequency of your highest potential. And having whatever the thing is you desire and creating whatever level of impact and doing whatever expression that you want to do, it's there. It's just at a different radio station. Yeah. Right. And so you're on a certain FM dial, it's on a little different FM dial. And what we're doing with quantum embodiment is we're simply adjusting our frequency to meet the frequency of this version of us, rather. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And so, we call it like we call it in a lot of my programs that my my people will call it like their 2.0. And or you could give it a name or whatever 
doesn't matter, but it's really just aligning your energy with that. And so like you were mentioning about like visual visualizing, which is one of my favorite things ever. Um, one of my like OG tools before I even like knew any of the things I knew now, I was like, I can, I'm a, I'm a Pisces, um, in astrology. <laughs> and so like my life was spent daydreaming before I even knew that daydreaming was really visualizing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so, you know, when we visualize the magic that happens is that you can visualize in such a way where you've put yourself in that reality, right? Where you're not seeing yourself out of yourself, but rather seeing yourself in this new reality, then what's happening in that visualization is you've actually just met that frequency. If you think about it in a, in a kind of like backwards way of like, if you've ever had like a nightmare, like when you have like a nightmare at night and then sometimes you wake up, like you'll be sweating or you'll have your, your body, you'll be like, (laughs) right. Like you're just running from the boogeyman or whatever it was. Right. And so your physical body was adapting its energy and frequency to the dream experience that you were visualizing in that nightmare that maybe it was like you're running from a swamp monster or whatever it was. Right. And so they were aligning and that's an, and there there's like, whatever, no harm, no foul. Sometimes you have nightmares, whatever. <laughs> um, thank God I haven't had one in a while, but, but visualization is like consciously doing that in a positive way. So now what we're doing is we're putting our body in the experience of that next level us and we're elevating our physical body and our physical body's vibration and frequency to what our mind is seeing Mm. right just the same way we sweat in a nightmare right and then you do that at the beginning of your day and you go into the day with the biology and the frequency of this 2.0 you of this highest expression of yourself you and that literally it's not faking it to you make it because then all of a sudden you're making decisions from that space from that energy of I'm that person and so maybe because you already adjusted your frequency to I'm you know impacting millions of people with the message I'm sharing or whatnot then your natural instinct is to clean off your desk and set an intention before your podcast, right? Your natural instinct is like, you know what I have to do this morning? I need to do some yoga to get my energy right for this, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like you're thinking already your mind is calibrated to that new frequency. And so you're making decisions and taking actions from that frequency, which is the real quantum embodiment, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, what you what you realize is that you already can do like 98% of it. Like 98% of it's accessible to you. The only like maybe like 2% that you're even quote unquote waiting on is some like random outside title, huh. right? Yeah. You know what I'll do before every single <laughs> podcast, I'll meditate for a few minutes, maybe five minutes. And I just visualize and feel it going incredibly well. I feel my energy of excitement uh, in the conversation I'm having with somebody and every single podcast episode I've ever done goes exactly that way. 
I love that. I yes. do a similar practice every morning. I record a voice memo about how great my day is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I literally just started doing this like within a week. I had a tremendous guest on the podcast. His name is Todd uh, Savas. And he came on and he was talking about this. And so now every morning when I wake up, I will just as, literally as soon as I open my eyes, I just get so excited for the day. I'm like, this day is going to be incredible. It's going to go amazing. Miracles are going to be brought into my life that I never even thought could even happen. And the things that have been showing up in the past week have been pretty awesome. You know? Yeah. And it, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, it's so crazy because it's like those first morning moments, I also did a thing where on to-do lists, I have a little to-do list and notes on my phone. I write down all the thoughts I'm like, I want to be thinking. <laughs> Uh, right. And I'm just like injecting them in. And part of that morning practice too, kind of like you were saying is I'll like say those thoughts out loud. Like, Oh my God, I have so much time. I get done everything that I need to get done. Like things just flow to me. Opportunities are like showing up out of nowhere. And it's funny because sometimes when you start off, you're like, you're not fully bought in right? Sometimes. But by the time you finish, you're like on it. You were like drinking your own Kool-Aid and just like so happy you did it. So yeah, I highly recommend that to listeners. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I want to ask you something too, with in the whole realm of like the fake it to make it, I think that really stems from because some people don't believe it, right? We were saying before, you have to know it in yourself. You have to believe it. But the thing is some people, we don't, you don't always believe what you're telling yourself. Yeah. Right. So I guess like what are maybe, so say someone has a goal of making a certain amount of money or finding their soulmate or starting a podcast or whatever it may be, but in their current state of self, they don't fully believe that they can create that. Right. And that leap to what they want to do just seems too big for them to truly believe right now. So what do you feel like, and Abraham Hicks talks about this a lot, which I think is just the best, yeah. uh, like little things that you can maybe do so that you aren't faking it. So you're actually believing in yourself when you might not right off the bat. Yeah. So I have like a, a kind of like clouds and dirt approach to this, right? Where I, I'm a huge Abraham Hicks fan. And I'm also um, a big fan of some energy modalities as well for clearing things. Mm. So I, I, do, I do a little bit of both. Um, with, you know, and both are in my books and, you know, and all my stuff as well, because I think they both have a time and a place. So the more like, let's say dirt approach the would be, okay. One of the things I do with all my clients and it's also in all my processes is number three is like, okay, now that you've gotten clear on your desire, like get really honest with yourself and like write out a list of everything. Like you said, I want to be a successful podcast host or whatever. And maybe this person is like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know any podcasts. Write all that bullshit down, right? Like write all of the little annoying things that are telling you in your head that like, it's not possible. I can't do it. Get it on paper, right? Write it like write as many as you need to. I'm not smart enough. Jimmy told me in third grade, I would never amount to anything, right? My dad doesn't believe in me. Like just get brutal with yourself, right? And like vomit out all of the things that are literally standing in your way. Because, and then once you get it all down, I think one of the things that I really love, one of the modalities I use is tapping, 
is EFT tapping. So you're tapping on different energy meridians and you're um, also reprogramming while you're doing it, right? So you're saying something like, even though I don't believe right now that I can be a successful podcast host, I still love and accept myself. Even though I don't believe right now I can be a successful podcast host, I still love and forgive myself, right? And then you affirm, and I love this this kind of phrase that I use a lot, is that I know that if I have the desire to be a successful podcast host, that it's meant for me, right? And so if it's meant for me, the only reason it's not showing up in my reality right now is because I'm blocking it. Mm. And if I'm blocking it, that's great news because guess what? I can unblock it. (laughs) And guess what I'm going to affirm today while I'm doing my tapping, right? I'm going to affirm that I want to unblock it. Then I'm ready to release this. And you can even go through your list when you're tapping and say, you know, even though in the third grade, Jimmy told me that I never amount to anything, I still love and accept myself. And I'm choosing to release that belief belief right now because I know it's getting in the way of me being a successful podcast host. Even though deep down, I'm scared that people are going to think I'm ridiculous if I launch a podcast. I'm releasing that too, because I know it's getting in the way, right? And so that's one like simple exercise that you can do is, you know, releasing that and really acknowledging that like that list that you wrote down, that is the only thing that is between you and the thing that you desire, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing else. And the sooner you get rid of some of that stuff, then the sooner that you can start making momentum in that direction. And then there's, I mean, there's probably like a bajillion different exercises I could give on like clearing. But another easy one is to go through the list and really ask yourself, is it true? Do I absolutely know it's true? Like, could I testify in front of the Supreme Court and prove that without a shadow of doubt, this thing about myself is true, right? And almost guarantee for most of them, it's no, right? And then and then you can ask yourself for everyone, well, what do I want to believe, right? Not what do I believe, but what do I want to believe, right? Maybe I believe that, you know, I'm never, maybe Jimmy said I never amount to anything or whatever it is, but maybe I want to believe that I have the potential to do whatever I want. Great. Write that underneath that belief, right? Mm -hmm. And then this way you have this reference for when these, you know, um, insidious, you know, little thoughts come around that you can say, okay, I'm really in my track right now about I'm never going to amount to anything. What, what did I choose? Actually, I, I, wow, that's right. I wrote down that like, it's actually not true. And that's actually like a, a little, um, it's Byron Katie that originated the, the, that kind of line of questioning of like, is it true? Can I absolutely know it's true? And why that, even that simple line of questioning around negative thoughts is so powerful is because you're not telling your brain what to do. You're giving it space to reprocess that thought, right? So your brain itself is coming up with the idea. Oh, wow. Your brain is making that connection, man, that's really, that's actually not true. Like Mm -hmm. I actually, I couldn't prove that in court. I couldn't come up with a good argument, right? Um, So, and then of course there's like much deeper work. Like I do um, some versions of EMDR and like bilateral reprocessing on some deeper like childhood wounds where there's like some like 
core stuff where we go in and we reprocess um, things that happened in childhood that made us feel like we weren't enough or we weren't good enough and all of that. So I think, yes, there's like, there's that work. I would call that like the dirt work. That's like, we're getting messy. We're getting in it. I don't think Abraham would approve of it, but, (laughs) but I do believe in it and it's helped me a, a ton in my life. Um, and it's made the cloud work a lot easier. Mm. Right. Um, and so the cloud work is more along the lines of what Abraham talks about or, uh, the quantum embodiment or fake it till you make it in the way where there are moments where let's say for instance, because we're just like riding this podcast example, like (laughs) I also have a podcast, so I get podcast life and you have a bunch of interviews that day. You don't have time to take a three hour break to reprocess and cry about your fears and like get it all out and, and do all of this work. You're like, I got like Deepak Chopra in 10 minutes or whatever, and I got to bring it, you know? And in those moments, I think it is helpful to ask those questions. Like one of my favorite questions is just like, whatever the fear that's coming up, like I'm not worthy. Oh my God, I'm interviewing, interviewing Deepak and I, I am not worthy of this interview or whatever, right? I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not going to ask great enough questions or whatever, you know, flip it and say, what would I do right now? If I knew I was worthy, if I trusted, I had great questions. If I knew that it was like an honor for him to be on my podcast or Mm. whatever it was, then what would I do? And then that's where faking it to you make it really helps because in that moment, you're, physically taking the actions of that higher version of yourself and allowing the energy to catch up to you. Mm. And, and that can be really powerful and can be really like um, helpful. I tell a lot of my clients, if they're like dating and stuff and they're having, you know, anxious thoughts about like, what do I text or something like that in a moment like that, it's like, just ask yourself, well, what would I text if I knew I was worthy? What would I text if I knew I was like a goddess, right? Right? And then yeah. say that because whatever comes out after that is going to be great. <laughs> and it's going to be closer to the truth of who you are than whatever you would have said before, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's because we are, we are always the God and goddess. It's just us yeah. blocking ourselves from believing it. And I, that's such a great exercise because once you think in that way, how would I you know, respond to this as a god or goddess? you shift into that vibration of you being that God or goddess, which you've always been, but that block gets removed. That has been one of my, one of my little party tricks that I use because, you know, um, on podcasts and in like, in my like zone right here, I'm really like, can be extroverted and open and whatnot. But like, you put me in like a cocktail party and I'm like an awkward turtle and like very uncomfortable and don't like, you know, I don't know how to like, go up to people and just make random conversations, not my jam. And I like only know how to talk about like a really deep thing. <laughs> <laughs> like you want to talk about like, I'm like, what are you manifesting right now? Let's talk. I'm like that person that will come up to you at like a random event. And like you say hi to you and I'm like, so tell me like, what is like the dream vision of your life? And you are just like, okay, just wanted to talk about the weather, like the latest COVID restrictions or whatever. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't have time to talk about that. But, um, but anyway, so a little trick I would use in that thing, but I would use the mantra in my head. I am a goddess here in human form. And most people think that's completely insane, but it's, 
it's crazy because when I'm even walking into an event, I'll start saying in my head, like, I'm a goddess here in human form. I'm a goddess here in human form. My whole posture changes. My whole energy changes. The way that I walk into a room shifts. And the way that I, you know the way that I wield myself, right? Like when I, like the, the, the things that that evokes in me when I'm like, I'm a goddess here in human form. And to me, that means like, like I'm a messenger of the divine, right? I I'm here. If I, if, if I knew I was a goddess here in human form and I'm at this like random, you know, cocktail party for a brand or whatever, then what is my mission other than to like be the light and bless everyone that comes in contact with me? What is my mission other than to like uplift and inspire and give wisdom to anybody that is drawn to have a conversation with me, mm-hmm. right? And to also just follow my intuitive instincts to anyone I feel called to say hi to or strike up a conversation with and trust that that too is divinely led because I'm a goddess, right? <laughs> life hack, life mm-hmm. hack. <laughs> <laughs> so many of the times too, I think it is, it's just believing in ourselves in a moment. That's, that's like, that's it. Instead of like the ego and the fear and the and the lack and the doubt, all those things that are just almost on autopilot, you know, being aware, realizing those things are happening, and then taking a step back and being like, I am a goddess, or I am a god, I am here to make a change, I am here to help people. I can go walk into this room where I may normally feel uncomfortable and awkward and beg, I can bring val I do bring value here. Yeah. And it's amazing when you think about when you think about how something like that, and this is how really you know, a lot of the manifestation happens is when we're, when we're quantum embodying, when we're in that energy, Mm. right. Then all of a sudden the way that we interact with people shifts. And so the way people receive us shifts. And if you've ever gone on a date or interviewed anybody for a position or had a meeting about a potential collab or something like that with someone, when someone comes with that with that kind of energy of like, I got me, right? Like I got me and I'm like confident in me and I'm, you know, I think that I'm whole, right? Mm. Like I'm whole and I'm confident in me. It is so magnetic. It is so magnetic that you're like, you know, if you think about it, whether it is a business partnership Anything you want, like any career advance you want, any, um, uh, if it's a partnership thing, if it's a friendship thing, whatever it is, right? It's you, it's pretty like, it's like taking on a next level of responsibility, right? The bigger we grow, the bigger we expand, the more level of responsibility. And, and there, you know, there's this, this quote that I always remind myself of is asking myself, am I responsible hands to hold that what I'm asking for? Right. And I think there is a level of when you find someone and whatever that big break is that someone might be searching for, when you come face to face with someone that has the ability to bestow something on you, all they really want to know is that you're responsible hands to hold it. Hmm. Right. And if you're in that space, if you're coming at it, if you approach, I actually have a funny, just a funny story about this. One of my best friends um, who actually does have the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes right now, Sahara. Um, I love her. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sahara, I'm not trying to blow up your spot. <laughs> um, but um, she has a great story because she got, when she was just starting her podcast, she got Deepak Chopra on it. 
And that was like one of the things that helped. And then he ended up writing the forward to a couple of her books and she didn't have any connection to him. She randomly went to an event that he was speaking at in like New York and um, was in that energy of like, I am here. I am called. I am like doing this thing. I feel really lit up by this podcast. I am going to shoot my shot. Right. And she went up there with the, and I knew like now she, now she has more of the kind of like outwardly success to back it. But I like, we were friends since back in the day, since both of us were like trying to figure out how to like charge for coaching. Right. Mm -hmm. And so at this point she was like still figuring it out. And, but she went up there with that energy of like, what I'm doing is important. I'm in my Dharma. I'm on my mission. Like I'm doing my thing. And I'm going to go up there with like that energy and he's either going to see it and meet it or it's not aligned and he wasn't meant to be part of my path. Right. Yeah. And then sure enough, she goes up there. She says, hi, I'm sorry. I just did this Ayurvedic book and, you know, introduces her, introduces herself. And he's like, yeah, he practically offers to, you know, and they, now they've had, and he's like, here's my email. Here's my number. Like, let's be in touch or whatnot. And it is that energy of like, if she had gone up to him, with the like, I am not worthy of you or like, oh my God, like I'm, please, maybe do you think possibly you could do this, right? He probably would have just dismissed her, right? But because of the energy she brought to that interaction, he knew that he could trust her. Mm. He knew like this girl is going to be responsible hands to hold the blessing I'm going to bestow on her by writing the forward for her books. And by essentially endorsing her as like the new face of Ayurveda or whatnot. And so I, so yeah, so it just goes to show you that like, sometimes we think like we do all of this stuff and then like something's going to like fall out of the air. Right. But actually that's oftentimes it's just like who you are in the doing of this, these pro, of this process, right. That actually attracts the opportunities so that when the opportunity strikes, you meet it, mm. right? So that when that person's in front of you, you see it so that, you know, I even think it's so much as to say, like, you're, you're more fine-tuned to know, like, when you walk into that random cocktail party and you trust the fact that, like, I don't know, there's that random dude by the punch bowl that I'm feeling, like, called to just go say hi to, you don't second guess it. You don't say, well, look, I don't know if he's important or not. I don't know if he's, you know, if he's just a server um, here or if he's whatever. You just don't question it. You're like, who cares? Who cares who he is or what he does? I'm feeling called to talk to that guy. So I'm going to talk to that guy, you know? And then that guy is like, oh my God, actually, yeah, I'm working this party right now. But like my roommate works for this company and you should meet them or whatever. Like you never know. And I think when you're in this journey of this work, then what happens is you're just like, you're like GPS is like on fire. Mm. And then you have those sparks and you show up to those sparks in alignment with the frequency of that, which you're creating. I feel like in that story, that story about Sahara is incredible. And I feel like in that moment, she showed up as the Sahara who would easily get uh, Deepak to be in her podcast, right? She she literally came in with a vibration and the energy that I belong here. This is natural. Like almost like, of course, he's going to say yes. Like it'd be weird if he said no. Yep. Uh, well. And that's what everybody wants. Like that's what everybody, that's what everybody wants. 
I can just say that. And I'm sure you can have, you probably have had this experience of like, if people ask you to be on your podcast or, um, or just different things where like so much of it is just energy. Like so much of it's a yes or a no is just energy. And is it like, okay, is this person, and it's almost just like an energy, it's like kind of what we were talking about when you manifest the thing and you're just like, of course. Yeah. It's almost just the, it's the alignment. It feels just comfortable. You're just like, yeah, this will be a fun conversation. Great. Right. Mm-hmm. And you feel comfortable. Whereas like someone that kind of comes in with that other energy could be the sweetest person ever. But you're like, I don't know why, but the energy feels weird. Yeah. Right. Yep. It is. It's always energy. Everything is energy in every moment. We're feeding off each other's energy always. You know what I mean? So if you come in, I love that. Like feeling, like you said before, feeling full and feeling whole. People feel that. That resonates with them. It's undeniable, that sort of a feeling. And I'll say, Abraham has mentioned this before too. It's like anything that you want to manifest or law of attraction bring into your life, feel so good. It's like, feel now that it's natural. Like get yourself into a thought process where whatever you're trying to create feels natural now. And she's like, binded by the laws of the universe, by the law of attraction, it must be brought to you. Yeah, absolutely. And and a fun thing that I'll, I'll add to that, that I think will go along with, I know, sorry, we talked forever. But um, one of the questions I got from my clients recently that I think just aligns with this really well is, okay, well, what happens if you're doing this work, right? And you're trying to align with, that which you're calling forward from you and you're having a really bad day, right? And like stuff goes off the handle, like the computer's not working, you get a call, like whatever, like mayhem. We all have sometimes those days, right? Mm-hmm. And and my answer is always, well, be that version of yourself on a bad day because you think that person's never going to have their computer not work, Right. Yeah. Do you think, and recently I use that on myself. Like I've been traveling a lot. I've been in Europe a lot this summer. I've been traveling like kind of insanely and, and then juggling, like I just finished my fourth book and juggling like podcasts and like another book that's going on and some filming projects and all this stuff. And it's been a lot. And I was having um, a moment the other day of being like, I can't do this. It's so much or, you know, a human moment to have. And in that moment, I asked myself, okay, well, how does like CAS 2.0 handle this? Because CAS 2.0 is also like, she doesn't have a lighter schedule than you have right now. She's not doing less amazing things than you right now, right? She's probably also traveling all the time and also finishing a book constantly and also always having to do these appearances. Like she's going to have even more, right? And it was so helpful for me in that moment to be like, okay, I just had to remind myself to like activate that and be like, yeah, yeah, how would she handle that? You know, if she would schedule in a massage, she would get to business, she would delegate some things, she would just get her mind right, put on her like, you know, uh, my frequency in the background, my 528 or whatever I'm putting on. And like, she would just show the F up because she's a badass boss, mm-hmm. right? And just certainly not going to like, whatever. And so I think that's also like a good thing to remind people of, like, just because you're doing this, it doesn't mean like, 
you're not going to have like human things happen or have something get canceled or you spill coffee on your shirt or whatever, like life stuff happens. But those moments are actually even juicier, I think juicier energetic opportunities for you to step into, okay, how does that 2.0 version of me, how does that energy that I'm embodying handle these moments? Exactly. This so when I mentioned before how this past week I've been waking up being like, miracles are coming. I'm excited. One morning I woke up and I had the doubt. I was like, well, what happens if it doesn't? And I'm going to, you know, what happens if I keep telling me this stuff? But on some days, just logically, it's not going to go my way, right? So then I started to have doubt and fear towards that. And I'm like, am I lying to myself by saying miracles are going to come? Because again, of course, some days they're not going to. Ah, and then I thought I thought about Gary V, who you mentioned before very quickly. I'm like, do I do you think Gary V doesn't have uh, doesn't have some bad days, or some days where things don't go according to plan? And I'm like, then who does he show up in those moments, right? Who who is he in those moments? So I thought about that with myself, and it was it was like Justin 2.0. I'm like, all right, cool. So if you know it doesn't go the exact way I thought, or this miracle that I was hoping was going to come doesn't come, or the day just goes terribly, it's like cool. That allows me to step myself up. And be a higher version of myself in those moments and still find the gratitude, not look at the lack, still understand that these things may happen. It's only temporary. It's not forever. And those moments are the juicy moments that are going to create me to be a better version of myself and a higher version of myself. And those moments are the miracles. Yeah. Those moments yeah. are the miracles because yes. like, of course, in miracles, the miracles are shift in perception, right? So absolutely, you could have multiple miracles a day and there's no reason why you wouldn't have a miracle every single day, right? Miracles happen naturally, right? And so in those moments, actually those days where you're doubting the miracle is just like a miracle waiting for you because <laughs> the miracle is just you even getting out of bed and shifting that perception to like, even if it's like, who cares if it doesn't happen, I'm going to still have a good day. And I'm going to throw this out there. If every day I call out, amazing things are going to flow in my inbox. Great opportunities are going to come to me. And if whatever, like 15 out of the 30 days of the month, they happen, isn't that still pretty amazing? <laughs> isn't that worth it? Isn't yeah. it worth doing it every day? And who knows? Half the time, what happens is like the miracles and the like the miracles, the shift in perceptions are always available because we have access to even more miracles on the bad days. Because every time we detour into fear is a chance for a miracle to get back into the truth of who we are. Mm. And so it's like, miracles abound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thank you for being vulnerable first and, like, and sharing, you know, when you have those kind of off days. Because that allowed me to feel even safer in the space to bring it up too. Because I think that is so important for these things to be talked about, right? Like, if I had only talked about me waking up and expecting miracles and everything great was happening, people would be like, shit, like, well, that's not happening for me. And like, I'm doubting myself sometimes. And it is crucial, I think, for us to also convey and let people know that we experience those things too. Oh you my God. <laughs> and, and like, oh, you know what? And it's like, of course we do. But to really give the example and to paint that picture and let people hear it from us. Like, okay, cool. Well, Cassandra, you know, she also has some days too where she, you know, maybe has a little bit of doubt. Because that, at least for me, when I hear that in another person, I'm like, I'm not alone. Yeah. You know? And that's so anybody that you hear, anybody that you hear that's talking about this work, that's actually doing it, right? That has that experience mm. because you don't get good at this work 
unless you have massive contrast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't get, I mean, if life was just, you know, hunky dory for the both of us all the time and everything just like flowed easily, we, neither one of us would have probably even found our spiritual path. Yeah, right? yeah. We certainly wouldn't be talking about manifesting, right? It was because, you know, there was a lot of contrast. There was a lot of, you know, it's because I know what it's like to be extremely poor that I was able to figure out how to manifest wealth, uh, right? Yeah. It's through, you know, being, you know, struggling with achieving things or whatnot, right? That I was able to have those shifts and figure out all of these tools, right? It's through, you know, I only, I have a bajillion like fear clearing tools. Why? Because I used every single one of them on myself and I still do every day. And that's actually, you know, one of the things I started this, this new thing called like a manifesting mastermind about six months ago, where it's kind of like my most like elite kind of coaching. And I did it because I really wanted to like really like kind of geek out, like high level geek out on manifesting with people that could like meet me there. Mm. And one of the biggest things about it is kind of like, it's like this, it's like high level manifesting the way I feel and like what I feel like helps me be a powerful manifester, whatever you want to call it right now, is that it's just the nuance, right? Of being like meticulous that I don't let myself hang out in those spaces that long. Right. So it doesn't mean they happen. Oh my God. I think at least every day something happens, right? At least every day there's something that throws me off my game, but it's like every single day I just use my tools. Mm. Right. So it's like what we were talking about. We prime ourselves in the morning. Like if neither one of us tried to do anything in the morning to pump up our energy, like I'm sure both of us would end up feeling like anxious and overwhelmed and like, oh my God, what do we have to do today? Like, of course. So we like consciously, you know, install things in our days to set our foundation for success. And that doesn't always mean that lasts the entire day doesn't mean that we never have things come up that bring up our fears or negative beliefs or doubts. It just means that in those moments, when I get into that moment, like I was saying, like when I was overwhelmed the other day and I was really like about life, um, I don't stay there. I'm not committed to that, right? When I know that I'm off my vibe, <laughs> I'm like, okay, what's going on here and where's the miracle? Where's the perspective shift? What's the tool, right? And so in that moment, it was just, you know, okay, what would 2.0 me do? If it's a little bit more intense, maybe I'm doing some tapping, maybe I'm doing some journaling, maybe I'm butterflying bilaterally processing it, right? Maybe I'm meditating, whatever it is, right? I'm just like, so I think that's the difference is that like when you, when you look at maybe someone like, that you admire in this space um, and you're feeling like, oh my God, are they dealing with what I'm dealing with? Yes, they absolutely are. And I would say perhaps the only difference between them and you is that they trust and they lean on the tools more frequently. And so you can just use that as an invitation to trust and lean on the tools that you undoubtedly already have more. You know, I think in those days too, having literary gratitude, I'm a huge fan of gratitude and still in those days being like, because I think about in your example, 
right. Things are going to get busier for you and crazier for you. And you need these moments of practice to help prepare you for those other moments when they're going to get crazier. And yes, exactly. And so I always ask, like, that's a great, um, I think also another reframe on how to use things like when you're, we are manifesting is like, you can then use it to propel that because now you're seeing is like, I'm being trained. Right. It's like asking, like, what if you knew one of the most profound things I think I watched on a YouTube video early in my spiritual awakening, some preacher was talking about it. And he was like, what if you knew that everything you were going through right now was preparing you for that, which you asked for. Right. And I love, I love that because I even, you know, I had some things that happened. Like I got married this summer. Right. And leading up to the wedding, I had something and some like weird friends, like friends, certain friends that just didn't show up for me that I was, you know, shocked and hurt and, you know, all the human stuff. Right. Mm. And even with that, I remember I was having a conversation with like a like minded friend in our world. And she was saying to me again, she was reminding me like, okay, was well, all serving your highest good. And, And we knew that there were going to be certain big things that were about to pop off for me in the next year or two professionally. Right. And she was like, I really just feel like God's eliminating the people around you that had negative intentions for you. Right. I feel like he's purifying your circle so that when you have this, like, you know, this, like this thing that, that kind of brings you to a new level, you know, the people that you like, the people that are around you are like your real tribe. Mm. Right. And I just got like tingles as I said that again. I haven't even thought about it for a while. But, but like when you start thinking that way, then all of a sudden it's like a huge perspective shift on the things you're going through. And you're not in that moment focusing on like the lack or the fear, or the whatever, like so and so maybe doesn't like me as much as I thought they did or whatever. Right. And you're seeing the bigger picture and you're seeing like this is all working out for me. And even in those moments where whether it's like you lose a friend or you lose an opportunity or something that you're really excited about, doesn't work out. If you think about it from that aspect of like, it's all actually guiding me towards that place I'm going. So if something left my life, it was because it wasn't meant to go with me to the next level where I'm going. Um, Everything just gets so much juicier because then all of a sudden I was like, I had, I had, less attachment to any of the stories I had around some of the things that happened and was more like, Oh, okay. I'm just being, I'm being held. I'm being mm. protected. You know? I love that. This is all working out for me because <laughs> I'm, I'm just such a firm believer. And it. it's like, if in a situation like that, you believe this is all working out for me, then it is. Absolutely. And Absolutely. If, you, if you believe, right. Oh, this is terrible. This is awful. This is diverting me from my path. Well, then it is. Absolutely. Because right, it's which is, pushing you in the in either direction. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's great. It's, it's whatever you believe in. Because in those moments, when you firmly believe, firmly believe this is working out for me, I've, you're, on, you're in the vibration and on the track for it to work out for me, out for you because of who you are in that moment and the, like the frequency that you're emitting from yourself. Yeah. What, right when you get down and lack and crap, this sucks. Uh, you're lowering your vibration. That's going to shift and change your entire reality. Absolutely. It's going to shift and change how you act and how everything goes because you're either in that possibility, like exactly like you said, if everything's always working out for you, then all these things that happen 
good or bad as the outside world would define them are actually for you. They're like fuel for your rocket ship going that way. And you're like, Oh great. We're going that way. Great. That's moving along. Thanks for clearing that out. Great. We're moving <laughs> that way. Right. And then if you're on that other track, if you're like, nothing works out for me, you know, everything's falling apart. You get into like one of those negative spirals. Then all of a sudden it's like, you're in like a room with all of these possibilities and you have your hands over your eyes. You can't uh, see any of them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So I want to ask you the the question uh, that I ask every single guest on the podcast. And you are doing such, uh, such beautiful work. But so my goal, so I don't even want to say my goal, my, who I am, Justin, this version of my soul as Justin, um, what fulfills me uh, and brings me most joy is helping shift the collective consciousness of the planet to one that is more peaceful and loving and empathetic, non-judgmental, one that's happier, um, one that is more forgiving, and one that just truly understands our oneness. One mm-hmm. that is literally surrounded all around in and out of love. Um, so Cassandra, what do you feel like or how do you feel like every single day you are helping contribute to this sort of a shift in consciousness? Um, I feel like I contribute that every day by just honoring the truth of who I am and being an example in the world of what it looks like to prioritize that in your life and to make a, a concerted effort to be in that space of love and, and peace and create and express from the divine, authentic truth that I am. And I think Mm. that doing that just puts it out there to remind other people as well of what's possible for them. I love that. So, so good. Um, You know, we get obviously get a bunch of different answers. A lot of them kind of reside within the, you know, within the same sort of idea, but that, that's just, there's no right or wrong answer in that question at all, ever. But that aligns with me so much because I feel like that is it, is showing up, being yourself, being the highest version of yourself, coming forth in a sense of love every single day, coming from a place of love, of kindness to yourself, to others, uh, and just showing up literally in the highest, best way, the most authentic version of who you are. Um, I think it's just a massive way that we can help create that shift because it's never anything outside of us. It's always within us. If we all woke up tomorrow morning and said the whole entire world, not worried about what anyone else is going to do, but if we said, hey, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to love people unconditionally, no matter what, I'm going to forgive people. I am going to be accepting of them. I'm going to do my best to understand their perspective. If we all agreed on that, the entire reality would shift. We would absolutely move over into that sort of a state of consciousness. And it is so possible. And that's the most beautiful thing that we're not relying on anyone else. It's always just within us. Absolutely. And that's why it's like, you know, I do a lot of things that you could put under that category, right? Like my books and my social medias and my guided meditations and my courses and my podcasts and all the different things I have, right? But to tie that to any external 3D world thing is, would be limiting it, Mm. right? Because Every single one of us, when we connect to that version of ourselves, like our, I call it our true loving nature, right? When you connect to that true loving nature, that like divine part of you, then whatever would be served by coming through you as creative expression will come through. 
Mm. Right. And who are you to limit what that is? And some days I think, you know, I really feel like we're like the hands and the feet and the face of, of the divine on this planet. And so some days that shows up by like today, I have a couple of podcast interviews. I'll go on Instagram. Like maybe someone will read my book somewhere in the world or whatever. Right. And then also there might be some days that I do that by just being a light in my home, by lighting up the grocery store checkout ladies day. Right. Like there's no, um, hierarchy, hierarchy to being love. Yeah. And I think the great thing about what you're doing is that you are helping people achieve that in themselves, right? Like we said, it's it's never anything outside of yourself. It's always within you. You are helping people heal within them so they can show up in their best way, in their best version of themselves in the world, Yeah, which is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And so, yeah. so are you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So just before we uh, we cut out, if you can please let everybody know where they can find you online, website, social media, where people can get your book, please, yeah, yeah, yeah let people know. <laughs> all the things. So I'm at Cassandra Bodzak on all on TikTok, on Instagram, um, Cassandra Bodzak TV on YouTube. There's tons of if you're curious about tapping, I have tons of free tapping videos, guided meditations, things like that, that you can play with. Um, my books, I have three books right now, Eat With Intention, um, which is recipes and meditations. And if you're looking to connect to your body's wisdom, um, that's the one for you. Uh, Manifesting Through Meditation, which is what we talked about, those four steps and has a hundred different meditations for manifesting. And then a spiritual awakening journal, which is all these amazing guided prompts to like get you into that authentic truth of your being, distill your desires, distill your fears, shift your mind, all of those things. You can get any of them wherever you like to buy books. Um, and then my podcast is Divine Downloads um, on iTunes and Spotify and all the bajillion places you can listen to podcasts. And um, CassandraBodzak.com is the mecca for everything. And DivinelyDesignYourLife.com is that my signature manifestation program called The Process, if you're interested in that. So come say hi. Yes. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for being here. You have such a beautiful energy. Uh, you are just such a light in this world, literally. Like you radiate, your smile is amazing. Um, you just radiate such good energy. So I appreciate you so much being here, sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with so many people. It was even super, I mean, it was very, very helpful for me today as well. I know it helped out a lot of the listeners. So just so much gratitude and appreciation um, and thanks for Yay. you. Thank you. And you know, we'll have, uh, I have a manifesting masterclass that I'll give you a link to. So any of you, any of your uh, students can get that for free. Yes. Uh, awesome. Please. Yeah. And we'll put that everything, all the links we will put in the caption below on the podcast so you can access everything there. Was there anything else you wanted to say? No, thank you so much for having me. This was lovely. It was so great. So much fun. Thank you everybody for being here. We have so much love for you and I can't wait to see you next time. Bye. Okay.